<laughs> All right. So, are you, are you guys ready for Scarcast? Oh, I yes. So. Okay. That was a good mix. You're the Kinda. soundboard master now. Look at yeah. you. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We're the only podcast from Sunny Ham Tramek that always asks, what did we learn today? And today, we've got fan favorite Ian Dixon and Sneaky D David Vander Hayden. I, myself, am Scott Krause. Hello, all hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Oh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're hanging out on a nice Sunday evening. Me and Dave, uh, not me and David, me and Ian were watching the house that Jack built while we were waiting for David to finally mosey along and join us. He mm-hmm. was at some Lions party, which I didn't think was a thing people did. People party about the Lions? Oh, well, they give you, now they're doing a little better, but I guess now there's never going to be another party again. <laughs> they have to win at those parties. Yeah. It's, I mean, the same thing every year. They look like they're going to win things and then they don't find a way to lose. Ah, it's got to be sad. Good old Lions. Let's not talk about the Lions to start the podcast. It's totally ruining things. You're ruining it. So it's another Sunday night pod. Mm-hmm. We don't have Sabelle, so it's a Sundays without Sabelle. Wow, we're really encroaching on her space. A little bit. I live a charmed life myself. My mm. relationship is like being in La La Land. I'm you're like Ryan charm, Gosling? Charmed life. A little bit. I'm a charmer. You kind think of, you're Ryan Gosling? He thinks he's Ryan Gosling. I'm a charmer. Yeah. Am I not a charmer? You got a charm about you. Yeah. Look at that. Mm. See? Mm. I've got a charm about me. Sure. We're drinking tonight. We've got hot sake because Ian's getting sick. Oh, is it like a therapeutic thing? Wow. I'm going to drink some more of this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> drink, drink for your health. <laughs> it makes everyone happy. Warm beverages are, are always good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Something about just the warmth of the beverage. Mm-hmm. Like automatically takes away any of like the sinful aspects of the beverage right and injects a wholesomeness to it you know you like when i drink hot sake i feel like i should be like sitting by a fire like with my toes all warmed up mm-hmm. and like christmas carols lightly in the background mm. you know but not christmas because christmas is stressful True. And the Japanese are, I mean, that's not really their holiday either. So right. It's, it's not <laughs> culturally appropriate. It's some weird like so. fourth universe kind of mm. Twilight. You drink like hot toddy though, don't you? I'll drink a hot toddy. You like you like hot toddies. I like hot alcohol. I didn't know about the sake thing, but that was I I like it. It tastes good. It's it's a little off, but I like it. It's a little off, but you like it. Hey, hey, it's a little off, but I like it. There you go. Yeah, cast that web. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think if Spider Man was on Tinder, he'd cast that web. Yeah, thank you, Robot David. Haven't upgraded Robot David in a while. I'm still using those same <laughs> same phrases. Right? I guess you need to be a little bit more iconic in your oh. in-person appearances so that we can add it into Robot David's Oh, genome. I got so much you could add if you would just go back and check the tapes. Having a hard time getting the updates to take because we kind of damaged Robot David during a live show. That's true. And you damaged your, your tailbone <laughs> <laughs> damaging Robot David. Yeah. It's too bad we didn't catch that on video. Mm. Hmm. There, it lived on Instagram stories for a Oh, hot didn't somebody second. film it and you guys are trying to get it from them? You never got it though, did you? Someone someone at the bar recorded Part of it Ian's was captured, feet, yeah. of, feet of daring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, they were drunk. They were like doing a selfie cam of themselves the whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I got I got the audio anyways. Yeah, something like that. Sounds and, about right. But no, it was Graham. 
Glap Queen on Twitter. He's mm-hmm. like a local Hamtramck artist. He stopped by to Troma Dance while we were doing our show, and he, he filmed Ian jumping on top of Robot David and destroying it once and for all because I failed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. I led I led my people to what needed to be done, but like at the, at the moment of clinching, like the great leader fell, and the great follower, fan favorite Ian Dixon. Finished the job, even if even at the cost of his own body, you know, because he's dedicated to being fan favorite Ian Dixon. No half measures. Very, very, very aggressive with your gesturing right now, Scott. <laughs> I am because I'm transitioning. I mean, they're all at me too. So it's <laughs> like, can you point the finger at Ian for a second there? I mean, you were almost. I thought you were going to start pounding the table, but you know better because well, podcast. I'm upset, David. That's what that's a old Mussolini move. There, I know. Okay? I'm you upset. can't be doing that one. Apparently, fan favorite Ian Dixon. You know, your superior, my right-hand man, went to a restaurant recently. Wow. Is this mm-hmm. news? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a story's yeah, coming on here. It yeah. is. Is this what the, the podcast is going to be about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's where, it's, Maybe. You know, it's, where okay. it's starting, I'll tell you that much. Sure, okay. He went to Nosh Pit. Yeah. And for some reason, the fan favorite sobriquet drew ire. Well, it may have been me reading into a situation, but I felt... Uh, well, here's the story. So, yeah, we're at we're at Nosh Pit. My wife, me and my wife, and like a couple other couples that she knows from Barn Sanctuary, where she she volunteers. We're all going. We're having a nice little dinner, and a uh, guy comes with the bill, and I'm like paying my portion with my card, and he's like, "Oh, you're Ian Dixon." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "Wait, are you a Scott Castigator?" Oh and he's my like, God! Are you shitting me? He's like, Oh, you and Dixon, can I get your autograph? And I was like, I was like real confused. And he was like just talking about the the bill, uh-huh. like he was <laughs> doing a dumb joke. And I was like, Why would you know me? Um, it's obvious that you're I guess Scott because yeah, I'm Hamtramck famous as yeah. the fan favorite, right? Wait, yeah. did, did he say Scott Castigator? No, no. I, but I was like, I, okay, okay, I drew that okay. conclusion. Okay, so he just said, "Can I?" Oh, you're Ian he Dixon. Was, can I have your signature? And you thought he was listening to the yeah. show. He said that. autograph, right? Autograph, and he sounded surprised that I was Ian Dixon. Yeah. So I drew that connection, but it was a bad joke on his part, and he repeated the joke around the table to the other people who were paying. <laughs> <laughs> But I was. <laughs> had he did, oh, okay. had he told the joke before he got to you? I was the first one that paid. Okay, uh, so you got to watch when you're that. So he first caught me person. off guard. Watch out for the. You should always expect the joke. The can I get a better tip joke? You, I guess so. The, I don't che- know. the cheesy kind of. Let me get show you I'm personable by telling you the joke, even though you're going to tell it to everybody else at the table. Right. But you don't know that at the time. So did you tell him that you were fan favorite Ian Dixon? I, I asked him. I was like, yeah. I was like, so wait, like, how would you know me? Uh, do you? Do you listen to Scottcast? And he was like, uh, "What?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, you're actually like have a podcast." And I, was like, I just wanted you to sign the thing. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "So I felt stupid. You felt shame. I, I felt yeah. Why like, would you feel shame?" Because you should have just rolled with it, man. You'd be like, "You don't fucking know me, <laughs> bitch." I'm fan afraid even Dixon. Well, the my dicks in the news, man. I guess like. I don't know. I made an assumption that was incorrect and I felt dumb about that. And then I also questioned, is it important that people know me? Do I have some Ooh. kind of little ego yeah, that's hiding? Ego check, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. that's what you're really messed up about. That's well, that's the, that's the af- <laughs> what do they call it? the aftermath of the earthquake. Oh, yeah. You go, wait, why did I jump to that conclusion? 
You know, I don't think he's, I don't think you're messed up. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, listen. Is like, he out of control? I think he's out of control, Scott. Well, listen to this. His though. ego is spiraling. Fan happens. favorite Ian Dixon is 75% of Scott Cass, you know, like. Even more than the Scott. I mean. Well, I'm 125% of Scott Cass. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Cass is 300% pod, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh, not overcompensating well, in there. The 75% figure coming from the fact that you've been on 75% of every Scott cast. Okay. If you break it down. Yeah. So you put a lot of work and effort into building the Scott cast media empire with me. I kind of, I'm on your side. I feel like you should get some recognition, especially from some like hipster, good for nothing waiter at some <laughs> vegan restaurant who couldn't hope to even have an hour of intelligible conversation on a podcast. I think this guy should have just comped your order as soon as like he made the mistake and understood <laughs> the gravity of it. I feel like we need to boycott Nosh Pit for not respecting fan favorite Ian Dixon or the Scott Cast name. <laughs> Docs this yay. motherfucker. I'll say yay. <laughs> yay. Yes, Scott Cast. I, I actually say nay. I say I, fuck I that. Like, what? I actually like Nosh Pit. <laughs> Hold up. First of all, this place sounds cool because they got a nice little pun going on in their name, so I already like them. Second of all, we don't boycott them we cast in there. We go in there, we set everything up, we storm the place, and we say, bitch, now say my name. <laughs> say my name. And he's like, fan favorite Ian Dixon. You're goddamn right. <laughs> I, I'm okay with this idea, but we have mm. to bring an audience, we have to bring a show of force that they have to buckle and admit their wrongdoing. <laughs> I'm just excited about mobile potting. I just think it's a thing. <laughs> and I want to talk about that later. You're just excited about the idea of... <laughs> I got an idea. Bringing equipment abroad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking influence I come the town it. here. You're trying to what? And I feel like I'm. Tr- I, we need to restore fan favorite Ian Dixon's honor. He felt shame. He felt bad. And due to Scott Cast, pretty much. This is like like my world crashing down that Ian Dixon should feel bad that due was, to Scott Cast. Uh, kind of my later conclusion was that um, you've been sort of conditioning me to, re- to respond as fan favorite. Mm. And so part of this is kind of your fault. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the audience agrees, and I don't agree with the audience. So that, f- first off, that shows that the audience is AI-powered, not mm. just the whims of Scott. And second of all, screw you, audience. <laughs> Uh, where's the boo? <laughs> we need to make a boo. <laughs> you don't have any booing. That's a sign. Yeah. That's a sign of the real ego there. When there's no soundboard, you want to see what an, sound they're looking for. I'm saying you want to see an ego on fire. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, the, the audience, the listeners, they can't see. What it's telling be, that there are nodding my head towards Scott. Only mm-hmm. affirmative responses from the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So with this in mind, do you think being by the great burning bush that is Scott, uh, it's causing your bush bush to burn? A little bit of ego? A little bush whack. A little bush yeah, ego. Bush is out of whack. Mm, maybe. A little burning bush mm, ego. Maybe, uh, yeah, some, what would you call that? Uh, secondhand ego? A little secondhand ego. Okay. <laughs> it, well, maybe like, cause, hey, you're like the sum or the average um, or some power of the five closest people you know. You know, yeah, you're again, being influenced. We are not good at math. <laughs> Scott is just he, one of these equations. <laughs> well, if true. you think about balance, though, and you're not a very ego driven person, mm-hmm. you probably have that out of balance. So if your ego is very low, I mean, people usually think of that as a good thing, but you should have some level of ego just That's so true. that you have confidence, not yeah. arrogance. But 
you're kind of on you're kind of on the lower end of the spectrum. So Scott is shifting you more toward in a good direction where you associate yourself with someone that people may they might actually know. I'm maybe I'm not mm-hmm. nobody. Maybe I someone might actually know me. Maybe I could make a connection with somebody I haven't met through this medium that I do. You no, know, you got a so good not, point. You got a good. Where's point. the audience on that one, Scott? They're, they're Jesus they're happy Christ. About this. That's right, people. <laughs> yep. Bring my own sound effects next time. Mm-hmm. My own applause. I made my own applause. It's better than yours. But, but they, oh, well. I feel like the audience agrees with you for a good reason, you know, because like me, look at me. I'm kind of ego on a fire. I'm king narcissist. I'm the pod king himself of Hamtramck, self-declared, but also no one's fighting it, you know, so... Me. An uncontested title. <laughs> An uncontested <laughs> right title. for the taking. Yeah. <laughs> not worth the effort to be just not like they couldn't. It's just in like a week I'm like the tenth best podcast in Amtramic. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How'd this list get made? <laughs> how about how are those flyers coming, by the way? Oh, we haven't done any of them. I saw a post by the Scottcast that said there's some promo flyers that'd be going up with our Visage, visage. How do you say that word? Visage, visage, visage. visage. The, our yes. visages. That like sounds the, weird in the plural. That's why I thought I was questioning our faces. I can't mm-hmm. get into backlog projects without like running into a hamster wheel of all these weird ideas I'm pursuing right now. So I'm going to continue the thing I was saying. Just look at your own time. <laughs> look at your own posts, man. Just scroll down it. You'll find I can't some good be held ideas. Accountable to all promises made on the Scott Cast, Mike. This is a You're sounding like an Elon Musk right now. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, so like, if I got more narcissistic, mm-hmm. it would be pronounced, and people would probably come at me with pitchforks. Am I right? Am I wrong? Right. Uh, sure. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Ian, on the other hand, like if you got 200% more narcissistic than you are, mm-hmm. you would still be less narcissistic than 90% of people. Get that math? You think? It's a little off, but I like it. It's a little off. <laughs> it's probably not right. In a, it's, all, it's, all, it's all weird things I'm talking about, but like, I feel like you have room to just feed into your narcissism mm-hmm. and like just indulge it, like fan that flame because like, it's like just a tiny little candle in the grand scope of your life. <laughs> Whereas me, it's like a, it's like the California wildfires. Like no one could put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I gotta, by the time this posts, it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> when California's ashes. Yeah. California just wishes to drift into the ocean at this point. So there it is. It's like you go to a vegetarian restaurant. Vegan, sir. Vegan vegetarian restaurant. Vegan's totally different than vegetarian. Vegan, you attach your whole identity to it. It's a little extra, like... It's like a spirituality element there. You feel mm-hmm. like you're doing a greater good, even though you're still eating the same shit as a vegetarian. Do you think there's moral grandstanding? Not necessarily. I mean, I'm just saying, like... When you're a vegan? What you say? I think there can be. I don't. Of course. I mean, I know I know vegans who are pretty down to earth and like chill about it, and mm-hmm. I know some that are like it's a cult, kind of angry about it. I was reading an article in Psychology Today talking about how uh, vegans and vegetarians um, are as hated as like immigrants, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't believe racism. That. Yeah, it's like McInnes and Hodson, 2017. I'm citing a study. Just you, like can David. You, can you maybe, okay, good. Can you maybe stop with the pointing? <laughs> this is not a good thing. Okay. Well, well, the point being is, is, is like, like I read this study talking about how, uh, like vegetarians are unfairly maligned mm-hmm. in general and that there's nobody really talking about it, you know? And so like, there's obviously when there's a group that's maligned, there's going to be pushback from that group. Wait, do you think that Shame this guy's motion. judging Ian, Egan, or I'm sorry. Egan. That's like halfway between Negan, Ego, and Ian. I don't think the I don't think the waiter gives a shit. No, I'm saying like why would you think that the guy would judge you unless you thought that a vegan would the vegan would be a hostile person or something like that? Like uh, is that what you're saying? Kind I feel like I feel like the environment is permeated with like shame. You think I was on edge because I like like it wasn't a vegan waiter products. Yeah. Like maybe someone knows. Yeah, you know you don't have that vegan power in you. You don't have that pure vegan powers were dwindling, <laughs> and you were you, you, he was checking you on that. You know, do you eat he beef, should. Ian? Uh, it's been a long time, but yeah, I have. He doesn't like having beef with anybody. It's people who are more pro beef, including greater consumers of beef, and people who just have beefs are even more prejudiced against vegetarians. Is that right? So it's like specifically beef. If you're eating a lot of beef, mm-hmm. you be you hate vegetarians more and vegans like a lot of steak. If you eat a hearty steak like sure. on a regular basis, I don't know. Like that's what the science says. Do you think that there's a inner war going on between like the way people consume things? I don't. I mean, I'm sure that there's attitudes about it, but I don't think it it rises to the level of those other isms. I think veganism is kind of a relatively new movement. It's not like I mean, meat eating is, uh, I guess, culturally based to some extent, but. Not in the same way that like institutionalized racism is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like people don't really give a shit if you eat salads all the time unless you like give them shit about eating meat. Right. Okay. I don't know. I, I, was, I mean, just last night I was working with a guy who fucking turned this thing off. I don't know. My phone's blown up. <laughs> I got to put it on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, it turns out it's fan favorite Sneaky D. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Um, his Twitter's blowing up. I don't know who's. Yeah, so there's this guy I was working with last night, and um, it was like, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning. We're cleaning up for this this wedding or whatever, and we're trying to get out of there, you know? So it's like we're not really trying to stop and chat, but it's like, He's super into politics and everything like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, um, he was just going in on vegans like crazy. And he was just saying, oh, these, you know, what side of the spectrum was he on? Oh, uh, that, he leans conservative, but he would oh. say that he's, he'd say it's like moderate, but I don't think so. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, he's going in on yeah. vegans. I feel like he's a little farther. If you right can see both ways. Then. I mean, it, there's in, in some instances he, he can see the other sides, but it's like, I just, I think in general, it's like, I can, I can, uh, I can see people's arguments both ways. So at least I think that's, I, even if somebody leans one way or the other way, it's like, as long as they can mm-hmm. see the other person's side and understand yeah. where they're coming from, even if they don't agree with them. But no, he was just going in on the vegans because it's like, he just says, you know, it's like he attaches that with like liberal agenda stuff. And he says mm-hmm. like the, the vegans, they don't want, you know, the, they want to upset the whole ag- agricultural industry and they don't realize that, 
growing all this, uh, all these plants and stuff like that just is not good for the environment too. And all this other stuff. Like, Dude, I'm <laughs> okay. like, I don't have time to debunk all the stuff that he's just throwing out there while we're working. But, yeah. you know, I, I just said from an energy perspective, not even like the farming practices, um, it takes a lot of energy to take all the energy from that sun trapped in by the plants and you take all that, boil it all down. It gets grazed by one animal, takes an entire, grazes this whole field. And then the end product is you eat part of it. And you know the good the good cuts of it, and it's like right. that just seems wasteful in general. So like I'm a big proponent, and I've talked with him about it before. Of like I'm really looking forward to because I'm a science guy, lab growing meats because I think that would be way more like it just makes more sense. Like you just yeah. you skip the the animal suffering too, which is kind of nice, but it's like you just cut right to the chase, right to the the meat of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you say like, and I would I told him it's like you could pick whatever cut of meat you want. You want like some kind of crispered. Uh, you know, half pork, half steak combination, like half bacon, half steak, you know, bastardized <laughs> meat. You want to eat that? It's that like, that sounds like delicious. Like have bacon, like the, with the thick and creaminess of, of steak. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you could pick whatever, and there'd be, it'd be no lean. And, and it's yeah. no animal harm. Yeah. You know what people are like, there's a fringe idea with the crisper and the, and the animal thing. Uh, they're going to gene hack animals to make them smarter. They've mm-hmm. already done it with chimps. Where they're gonna, they, where they made chimps smarter on a cognitive level yeah. and stuff, and they're trying to make them as smart as humans. What's, like, what's the purpose of yeah, this? Why are they trying I have to do no that? idea why they're doing this. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they want humans to stop and just. <laughs> they did not see Planet our, of the Apes, man. Right? We'll choose our own successor. <laughs> they're like, hey, you know, just like how people are trying to make dinos and stuff. It's like, you remember Jurassic Park? It's like, yeah, but you, do you remember Planet of the Apes? You don't just Let's do, do all stuff the... just because you can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know I'm, I'm the world's biggest proponent of that, but even I think there's limits. And like making like dogs and cats as smart as humans, making chickens and cows as smart as humans. Like, what's the point of that? What would a human smart cow even do? Do you think it would like grasp technology and like drive a tractor away or something? They don't have the physical capability to use that technology though. Well, yeah, they would they be were, very disabled. Were, yeah. Because like, no, yeah. nothing they use in our society would, is set up for them. I think it would make them. them pretty miserable. I yeah. mean, like, they'd be depressed. A good tractor. Like it could probably take a cow. You know, a good John yeah, Deere, probably. Like if somebody puts you in a in a cow's body right now, you'd be fucking miserable. It would be horrible. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like a hellhole that you live in. You'd be like, "This is my life now." <laughs> Although I guess if you're really stressed out, you might do it for a vacation. But then you got to snap back. Yeah, it'd be miserable. But think about just your own experiences of consciousness and why uh-huh. we're drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like okay, so I'm a I'm a. I'm a human level intelligence trapped in a monkey suit. Like I would just become a human level intelligence trapped in a cow suit next. Yeah. You know? And it's not like I understood what being in the monkey suit entailed for me. Like maybe being strong as an ox is awesome with human intelligence. Maybe, but yeah, your, your capabilities would be different. So like in your monkey suit, you've got these opposable thumbs and we can play around with our phones and you know, Jerk off. How would you podcast? <laughs> That's the oh. two things that you do, huh, Ian? <laughs> yeah. Podcast and jerk off. I mean, what, what do you do with your time? <laughs> Game Boy and Boy Time is what you call it. <laughs> Game, Game Boy Time. Not Boy Time. He's got a lovely yeah. wife. Yeah. Right. Female. Okay. Well, isn't aren't all wives Just female? Saying, like <laughs> your your capabilities in your monkey suit are different than your capabilities would be in uh, any other animal. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting though, because right. uh, there's different, like uh, you know, like the hormones and different kind of animals. I mean, yeah. they they have a propensity towards different behaviors, so they'd have a completely different attitude. 
I mean, if you took a sloth and asked it, it'd be like, uh, you know, more, it wouldn't be like, a, there's no like Do you system think like to a get sloth them. Sloth with a human intelligence would be like the wisest creature. That's in what the I'm world. saying is like they have no aggressive tendencies. Mm-hmm. Or if they had their medulla oblongata, <laughs> like all them teeth and no toothbrush, then they like a, like a crocodile, maybe mm-hmm. they would. Although medulla oblongata is not in charge of aggression. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've said that before on Scottcast, but I'll say it again. That's actually a misnomer. But it's fun to say. You mean Waterboy wasn't uh, accurate? accurate? <laughs> no. Oh. You mean the Colonel Sanders professor said something <laughs> wrong? <laughs> I'm saying Mama was right. He was wrong again. Well, I don't think Mama was right either. Didn't, see, didn't she say it's closer it was than he was? They didn't have a toothbrush? That's a closer explanation of what the medulla oblongata does than what he gave. I guess. So it's okay. So we're not going to do that to animals. Whoa. Whoa. That's fine. We're not going to so do that party. to animals. Scott we're almost not... spilled his drink. I didn't almost spill my drink. It just fell out of my hand. Work on that grip strength, man. If you didn't skip those two days of your workout program this week, you wouldn't be yeah, dropping I, glasses. Yeah, I started a little body weight program. Here's my program. I could just tell it to you. It's not hard. Okay. And we start with 20 squats, Okay. 10 push-ups, 10 walking lunges each leg. You do that here? Here. Is that wrong? Right here. No, no, no. no. That's good. I do it in the pod studio. Yeah. Scott Cast headquarters. Actually, hardwood floors are pretty good for walking lunges. Oh, dumbbell rows. Okay. Bent over barbell or bent over dumbbell rows. Yes. And jumping jacks. Twice. Mm. And a then, you're, then you're done? Mm. Then I'm done. Okay. Are you going to increase that to three times? Maybe. Pretty soon? Okay. Do that next. So you want to, before you increase the intensity, you want to We just condensed an entire One Life to Lift episode <laughs> to like 1% of its runtime. <laughs> I mean, you just told me like example of a program you could run, but yeah. I could think of like a hundred ways you could modify that. So yeah, that's what the, that's what the full episode gives you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, you want to increase your duration before in- increase your intensity. So try to increase your, either your reps on those sets, or you can increase the amount of times you go around the circuit. And okay. that would increase your total volume for the workout. And then you can increase the intensity a little bit later. So I'm going to be so buffed by springtime. Yeah. And also bring Scott up your confidence too. Like, because you'd be crushing those workouts and then you slowly build it up. Do you think I'd pod better after like engaging in a regular three day routine? I think you would. Routine? Yeah. I mean, just look at what Joe Rogan does. He That's does those true. workouts and he's like, right after he's like at the. Because a lot of people associate it, like athletes with like is dummies. That, is that what I need to boost my confidence? Yeah. Like, you'll mm. be able to, like, that Nosh Pit guy will come to you. Like, <laughs> you'll oh, do you even lift? <laughs> you'll be like, fuck off, <laughs> Nosh Pit boy. I'm fan favorite Ian Dixon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you do? <laughs> Bro, do you even tip? Like, what's up? <laughs> you know, I think that actually, yeah, physical activity, like our, we're made to move and we do feel better when we move. That's I mean, true. When you do overdo it, obviously you can get injured. And obviously, a lot, I think a lot, there's a stigma about people who work out and it doesn't really match what the science says is that if you're like a meathead, you know, that you're an idiot and you don't know what you're doing, but there's like everyone gets a lot of cognitive benefits too to working out. Like you're always at like, I just, I just did a workout before I came, like came over here and I'm feeling pretty good. So Right, yeah, and like, pretty, we're feeling like shit. I'm feeling pretty into it. <laughs> yeah, I laid around with cats all day. <laughs> I mean, you like, have that literally. general malaise of the day that just kind of seeps into your, you know, how you're feeling. I've yeah, been switching from different types of liquor. I went from sake to to a cocktail. Point is, I should work out. Like I started my workout routine with the two day recommended break because I figured you could start it anywhere. 
Okay, so what are you talking about with this two eight break? Are you talking about like it says do it every other day? Who's it? What are you talking about? It. Where are you getting this from? Where, where did you get this workout? Don't go. Don't do the inner workouts. I just told you. You just, said just, it was good. No, I mean the workout was fine. I'm just saying don't listen to what the internet workout says because they don't. You don't know the context of where it's coming from. And they say like, right. oh, you should take a two day break. Says who? You could do that that same workout every day because you're not really pushing yourself to the max right now. Like I would say when you're getting later on in your program, we're actually pushing yourself to the point where you're getting sore and you mm-hmm. need to recover. Then you would need those breaks. When you first start out, I just want you to increase your frequency because that's everybody's problem. They don't have a habit that forms. So mm-hmm. I say if you could work out eight days a week, do that. But Ooh. not but not if you're going to see the, then the context also matters because if you're going to a CrossFit gym and you're killing yourself going 120% effort on everything and rushing through it, then you're going to need some days of recovery. And I would actually mm-hmm. tell that kind of person to back off. But those people are so into it too. They're going to get like burnt out because they're going to go like all crazy. And then if they're not doing that, those CrossFit workouts, then they figure it's not worth it, their time. And there's, like I said, it's like there's a lot of psychological context that you need to apply to anybody who's working out. So for you, you're doing a circuit like that. So Just do that I as like, much as you can. Should like I introduce the next topic and then like do a circuit and you guys talk about the topic? While I'm working out in the background, yeah. <laughs> and we're just yelling, "Keep going! Don't Keep stop!" We're talking about enneagrams. Yeah, exactly. We should talk about. There's enneagrams. nine types, and that means nine circuits for you, boy. Yeah, throwing nine different kinds of smoke. So you're saying we can't trust the internet? It's got to be individualized. You it's got to be from. You can either. trust it, but you gotta you gotta trust your body. Yeah, you gotta listen to your own signs. And if you feel like you, you don't need to take a two day break, don't take a two day break because it's not like you doing that. It's like, oh no, I didn't take my two day break. It's like. You know, I'm I'm losing gains. It's like not really. You're right now. You're trying to establish a routine, so you're not really worried about even your your your, your progress. Really, I, I there's a grain of truth to it. If I'm gonna be frank with you guys, my two day break was right after a 378 day break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're counting the 378. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I had a rough workout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, it's good that you're doing. I'm glad that you did, you have a circuit now that you can because you have something that I just want you to make it yours too. I'm I'm not trying to hijack the pod with workout stuff, so you can. It's okay. On. Okay. Well, let's talk about the next thing that you wanted to bring up. Uh, you were on like what was it Tinder or Bumble or Coffee um, Meets Bagel? I think, this, you told I think me about? this girl is on Bumble. This was a bumble. I was browsing social He's media. On all it's not. Social I mean, so media. I was brow- it, well, it's not. I was browsing dating. social apps you, for dating. You okay. were sizing up women like cuts of meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. digitally. Digital cuts of meat. Yeah, digital cuts of meat with personality because I know you do read the bio. You're a bio reader. I can. I tell. read everything on the thing. Like unless, well, I know right away. It's like okay, well, this does person doesn't look like they work out a day in their life. Next, like it's not a judgmental thing. It's just like, uh, well, I mean, it is. No, it, it, sorry, it is a judgmental thing. <laughs> definitely a judgmental thing. I love the difference it's between not, like supportive David and yeah. dating David. Yeah. No, when you're on a dating, dating app, it's like, I'm going through thousands of profiles, thousands, right? Because I can go through like, you know, in a minute, I can go through about 45, right? Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And as you stop on the one, okay, whatever. Yeah, somebody that looks good, but look at the cream of the crop. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I've even had like girls message me and they're like, Oh, it looks like everything would be like they like they see I like say like what is your hobbies? I say like uh, sci-fi, fantasy, and reading research articles. And they're like, oh, like literally tonight uh, as I was about to leave, this girl, what was her name? 
Oh, it was a good one. Let's what's, make what's, sure to dox her. Yeah, 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 it's a weird, weird name. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Fine. Um, no, it was a weird one. It, uh, you should be pimping Scott Cast. You guys watch Tinder. those Harry Potter movies? Are, are, no, no, no. Luna, the the, the Grimwald one, or the oh no, the newer ones. Oh no, no one watches that. Queenie. Shit. Her name is Queenie. There's a girl. That's a dumb name. There's a girl. Yeah. So I was like, okay. It's different already. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, Queen. And she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, we get so along with the sci-fi and fantasy, but no, but not the workout stuff. And I was like, well, you see, I'm like a therapeutic exercise <laughs> guy on my profile. So sorry, it's I'm not going to be I'm a good entire person. Yeah. So like, if I talk about work at all, it's like <laughs> that's not. Yeah. So it's like, no, that's a factor. It is because I mean, I'm so passionate about it. It's like it would get in the way. So it's like I somebody, mean, somebody's like fair. bump on a that's log. That's fair, yeah. Like yeah if I, like I, my personality type is like, I'm on it, let's go, let's do stuff. And they're like, let's Netflix and chill. I'm like, okay, but like then can we go do stuff after? And like if the answer's still no, it's like it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like if I was dating somebody and like she was like, Scottcast ain't for me. I don't think it would work. <laughs> She'd be like, that's weird. Why don't you do normal stuff? Like, why aren't you on my Patreon, darling? <laughs> <laughs> You have a Patreon? Oh, that starts <laughs> that starts the commercial a little early, but like oh, here we are. Okay. That's right. Scott Cast has a new offering, folks. Master Charles knows. Sabelle knows because she's in a relationship meet with, with me and she wants to stay in one. <laughs> but go to the Scottcast.com. She has to pay you to be in a relationship? <laughs> That's not like it seems. <laughs> No, she has to pay Scottcast. Yeah, it's paying right. Scottcast. It's paying you, basically, right? Paying everyone, really. Yeah. yeah. the world's podcast. Anyways, Scottcast has a Patreon now. Yay! Yay! Wait, wait. Oh, I thought you were going to end it there. What's the, link? What's the link? The link to go to this Patreon is thescottcast.com forward slash Patreon. It'll take you to it. And you go to that. And you subscribe at $3, $5, or $10. $3 gets you everything content-wise. $5 gets you merch every four months. $10 gives you merch every three months. Nice. Does it give you a Veeblin shirt if you go for the max option? You should add that on, a Veeblin, <laughs> Veeblin tier. If, you're, if you stay on Patreon for 10 years, you get a Veeblin. No, just have a tier that's like there's the Veeblin tier on it. It's like $2,000 a month. We can do a fast track Veeblin tier. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. Normal. And you get the shirt. Normal tiers, it's like 10 years and you get the Veeblin. Yeah. Then there's the Veeblin tier. It's a one purchase shot right away but it's but it's a monthly bill like I don't want people getting like the Veeblin tier and then like absconding and like going back to the $3 tier like you have a Veeblin fuck off that's what you pay now $2,000 a month <laughs> you pay my rent now <laughs> and then some and Ian's also and Dave's <laughs> a, lot of, rents. a lot of perks on those Patreon pages man yeah it's all just bonus episodes early release episodes oh, uh, so extended there's bonus episodes um, experimental podcasts it's got my stand up set on there nice it's got early releases of Ian's Cult Kitchen it's got wow. early releases of Detroit Songwriter Dispatch it's got everything I do that's basically what I did is I just consolidated all the shit I do and make it a Patreon sweet I'm gonna check it out all right, good because the music's winding down. Okay, I thought this was infinite. <laughs> I, I, me too, actually. This is the longest ad, I guess. Yay! That was some good advertisement, guys. Yeah, yeah. So we were tra- talking about uh, 
dating dating stuff. Yeah, and David was. Um, well, I was he, trying to get to the point. It was just that girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Queenie. Yeah, which, Queenie. I I'm sure there's only like three Queenies in Michigan, so probably are doxing her. I, she seemed like a really nice girl, but whatever. She I, we wouldn't work. Sorry, Queenie. Um, You're not fit enough. No, it's just her personality is match. Also, her personality was shit. But that's the same thing. It's like if your personality is that you don't want to be fit, then it's also the same. So So that's a personality trait. A personality trait. Whether or not you're overcome that, but not you. Do you identify as an active person or inactive? That's one of the little sliders on there. It's like Mm -hmm. you could say I'm an active person. I mean, obviously, do you get like a do you get like a graduated like I'm like like ten percent inactive. Like I want to be active, but I'm I gotta say there could be different interpretations of what active means. Like active could be like oh I like to go out to to the bars on the weekends. Exactly. <laughs> or active could be like, oh, I work out. So I looked on this profile and she, <laughs> she and not that Queenie, this other girl. And this girl mentions that she's an Enneagram. I think it's just, I think you say like Enneagram or something. I don't think it's like a Neagram, even though it looks like it. So it's like, I was reading this profile and she said, I'm a Neagram number four, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So I just texted Scott and I'm like, hey, idea for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Enneagrams or whatever they're called. I never heard of it before. I like looked it up, and it's like there was some article that was talking about like this as a new personality thing, mm-hmm. and it was like a very popular amongst Christians. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, okay, and then I was like, okay, and then I looked at it, and they had this little thing, this little symbol of the little wheel of all the different options, and they're all connected like a little pentagram. And I was like, all right, that, make, that, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, I'm a little more interested. Uh, yeah. Christian pentagram, let's I do should, this. I should, you should. Do you have that article I from I originally sent you? I don't have the article. I, I took some information from it. Like, okay. the best I can glean from it is that it's it's basically just personality types, and mm-hmm. they divide people into nine different types because that's a good pagan number yeah. for a Christian organization <laughs> to use. It's like, what is this? <laughs> and um, I was thinking, and you were thinking along the same lines. Like we gotta figure out our own enneagrams. It was from religionnews.com is where the article <laughs> that I sent you. What is so I knew it had to be good, and I was like, "Who writes for these sites?" So it's like, uh, of course, like the the guy who who wrote it, he he said that the guy was like, "Oh, uh, he was introducing this guy, and he's like, he's basically a sage when it comes to this or something, like some wise guy." And he's like, but he would, but he would never say that. It's like, oh, okay, well, you're not totally kissing this guy's ass already. Um, <laughs> So there's nine types. <laughs> okay. Want to go through the types? I've got the types listed here. That's okay. what I got listed. Right. That's what I was most interested just, in. I'll make sure it matches this. Okay. So we get another perspective. Hmm. All right. So for each person, we have a blessed flaw. I don't know why. I don't know the story they tell behind the blessed flaw. I, from skim reading the thing, it was like, I remember the guy said something. It's like, you look at a mirror and it's like, okay, there's supposed to be some traumatic Childhood incident that happened to you, which is why I thought of Ian. Yeah. Which is why I said, that "Hey, what's your like about that?" I know, <laughs> I know. So I was like, "Okay, well, apparently everybody's had some sort of trauma or adversity they must have faced." I'm going to mm-hmm. use adversity because that seems like more commonplace than just saying like trauma. Yeah, personality is a way of compensating. So it's like you look at yourself and you see, and the way that you act or whatever is how you is is like a reflection of your this this reaction. It's like a reactive kind of thing. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, I can see that. All right. From okay. My, my cursory glance. That's what I got from it. So there's nine types. Like, it's going to be all speculative as far as leaking, linking all this stuff back to childhood trauma. 
Yeah. But maybe we could find it. Like maybe we can really get deep so into ourselves. So basically, our tonight. our past experiences have some uh, some role in determining who we are. Which that's groundbreaking. Not very profound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our past influences our present. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's all based on neediness. So you can tell okay. that the person who made this up was definitely nurturing. Yeah, I, see, that's that's the reason why I'm kicking myself for not looking up because, like, where did it come from? That can usually tell you a lot of just mm-hmm. like who are the progenitors of it, like who is the people who wrote the books about it. Because yeah, that's what right. I'm saying. Well, if you write a book about it, that's the best way to capitalize on literally just capitalism at work there, where you're trying just, to just sell. Just an based idea. on the fact that this person is trying to get people to say, "Hey, I'm this. I'm gonna just keep this is part of me. This is my identity, and it's based on like deep flaws and shame that they have in their." past i'd say he's a jerk so what was the point of posting this in like a dating thing well <laughs> people usually put those um what do they call those things it's like a named after uh, two people or something like a certain type of test that's a personality test yeah. you know what i'm talking about like uh, introvert it, it, extra like, kind of thing but i'm i'm a you know you know what people classify a b c d personality you know yeah. like I, I don't know the letters but they say like you know i'm introverted or right. extrovert and it's like i'm this you know, they, they put that as a quick way of summarizing their personality for you, as if that's supposed INFP to be. INFP kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that right. stuff. Yeah, and it's named after something. I don't, I never put too much stock in it because I, I remember watching this thing one time where the guy was talking about the origins of that. And I was like, this is crazy. Cause like he was talking, like these, these guys just like published their own little like book about sounds similar to this scenario. Yeah. And now people actually use it as if it's like a scientific thing, which is like, it doesn't. It's, it's not, not like, yeah. it's not based off of like, um, like there's nothing I would have saw in my child childhood developmental psychology class I took. I'll put it that way. So, and they ne- we never talked about that, so which is why I still don't even know. So what this it is, is definitely not scientifically validated. No, it's it's, def- it's it's just definitely bullshit. And like let's let's calm the Scott Castigator ladies. Look look, I'm taken. Ian's taken. David's available. I am now. He's the hot property. <laughs> He's the hot property. I just want to know what my Enneagram is so I can find my person. Just like the uh, um, horoscopes. So we're I'm a Leo, so who do yeah. I need? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> and like, we're, what we're going to do. Well, that sounds a lot. So are you looking for. <laughs> well, that just explained everything. We got a Capricorn <laughs> over here who's trying to object. <laughs> as long as you're not a cancer on society. So would you be looking for someone who's like the same as you or complementary? Like both. <laughs> oh, okay. It's complex. Like okay, that. See, I think game. it could work either way because I think uh, as long as you, like most of your viewpoints on are the same, you can have very different ways of approaching problems and stuff like that. Yeah. But as long as you both end end up at the same answer, it's okay. Like there's different methods for getting there. So that's kind of what kind of my so. So like, would you want your strengths to be this person's weakness and their weakness to be your strengths sort of so like if you look at like uh someone who's like really ocd versus somebody who's very grow each other like someone who's very neurotic versus Mm -hmm. very relaxed or whatever it's like the neurotic person can help that person who's very relaxed to just like get shit done but then the other person it's so like you know i think everybody has their strengths and weaknesses so like if somebody's very neurotic it's like they're gonna be very scheduled they're gonna be do things very well but then if they're like under pressure they're freaking out because there's Mm -hmm. things aren't perfectly how they planned those, whereas like I'm sorry what I was gonna say those can be helpful or yeah. uh, disparaging like like if I'm in a high pressure situation though I'm pretty calm under the pressure whereas yeah. like somebody who's very OCD would be just like they're gone already because it's yeah. just like everything's amok and it didn't match their plans and they prepared for this and it didn't yeah. work that well 
So, so that may be problematic or beneficial. So yeah, in <laughs> some in some instances, I think you can balance out, but mm. it shouldn't be so different that okay. you just. I, I think it should be a mix. Like I don't, I don't think you have to be. I don't think it has to be opposites to tracks. But I think you need enough things in common with the person to make it work. Yeah. So if they're Makes complete sense. opposite, as long as we agree on important important issues, Makes and sense. they don't have such a different lifestyle or have an object to my lifestyle that it's not going to work. I think the whole notion of completely different but is a bit problematic. But we're going to skip past right that, <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about which enneagram we are. Yeah. Because we need to Should find we, this out for David. I think you got to list them all out so we could hear them all. Yeah. How are we doing out. this? Are we all taking like a test or are we well, just going to no read test, them out? But I feel like here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Like, categorize people, these, put labels on them. The problem with these tests, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, is that you're taking them. Yeah. Yeah. A better way to do these tests is to ask the people who know you best and who knows each other best uh, at this table than each other. Okay. You know? So what we're going to do, I'm going to list the nine types, mm-hmm. and then each two hosts, besides the host in question, mm-hmm. we're going to do this for everybody. Okay. Is going to decide which of the nine types this is, and we have to land on something. All right. And it's all about flaws. So this might awesome. This is going to be about, bad. And I'm, I'm guessing since there's nine of them, there's going to be some elements of both. So I should say you're like a major three and a minor seven. Yeah, okay. like all that. this stuff's going to take into play. Well, like like if you should pick a major and a minor, like a rock and roll chord. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you're like a I want to be a major chord. three minor. I'm a perfect oh. fifth. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. So who's first? Oh, well, let's talk about the, the first nine, and then we're going to judge Ian. No, okay. we're going to yes. judge me first because no. I'm Scott. Yes. And yes. I'm first because yes. I'm Scott from ScottCast. Yes. Then we're going to judge Ian. Okay. And then knowing who we are, we're going to finally provide the help that David needs. Okay. And judge David. Once we have insight about ourselves. Yeah. Because we don't, it doesn't matter because we already found the people we're with. So this yeah, is They're all, stuck with us now. They're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, but David, he's they're handcuffed. Yeah. So there are nine blessed flaws. Okay. According to these uh, Christian personographiers. Personographiers. There is the need. To <laughs> they're all based <laughs> off of needs, right? Yeah, they're all needs. Right. Like, they're, it's, needy. A, it's all about neediness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's the need to be perfect. Okay. Everything you do is great, you know? There's the need to be needed, like people rely on you. There's the need to be successful, what you, you accomplish, what you set out for. There's the need to be special and unique. You start a podcast. <laughs> There's the need to perceive and understand. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's like the most noble of the needs. You know, you're a scientist is the worst that comes out of that. <laughs> There's the need to be I don't certain. know. That's like kind of hot button in, in the Christian community. That's true. So that's wait, you're trying to understand science? So are you, do, you, do you care? <laughs> do you care? There's the need to be certain. Okay. So there's that assuredness. There's the need to be pain free. There's the need to be rebellious, you know, to go against authority. Mm-hmm. And finally, there's the need to be avoidant, to just kind of not deal with anything. Mm-hmm. Those are the nine needs. Okay. So I am one of these nine needs. I think there's two of them that jump out at me. 
Yeah, the need to be perfect because I always am. But let me tell you, I always <laughs> no, am. No, so there's I never no, there's no need. need there's no need for you to be perfect because you already think you are. That's right. I think there's one on there. What's 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 three and four there, Ian? I, I don't have it in front of me. To succeed and to be special or unique. You agree? I definitely number four for sure. Or the special one. <laughs> the special, That's the special, special one. one. Yeah, he's a special. one. If he wanted to be going, successful, maybe there would be a better pathway than like podcast. <laughs> Scott, Scott's, Scott's taking a special break right now. He's so special. Here, pass Maybe that back. he has the there's... need to avoid this conversation by drinking whiskey. Yeah, he needs he needs a special drink. Oh. To help him. <laughs> no, I think the just... yeah, I think that is because like I don't know four we, for sure. Because like the need to succeed <laughs> seems a little sure? loose. <laughs> well, he don't needs you're not type six because you don't need to be certain or sure. So. Please, for the audience, at least say what <laughs> you're disparaging me about. You, okay, so you have a need to to be special or unique. Do I? Yeah. Do so, I? So here's there's descriptions for each one. So I, I think yes. I think you're a major four and and a minor three. Okay. Because you're a I major can, special and I you, can see you also because type three <laughs> strives for appreciative recognition from curated successes. And type four strives for the discovery of identity for faithful authenticity. Huh. We do start the pods generally with like (laughs) self-congratulation. So I could see three being. So the girl that I was like was a type type four. Oh, okay. okay. So I can provide some insight into Queenie. This was the girl. No, that wasn't Queenie. This is the unnamed girl. I don't know who she was. This is the the Queenie. Let's call her. Let's call her Persephone. Anyways, point being. I guess you guys, I'm, I can't argue against it because that's the whole point of me doing this stupid segment. Uh, yeah. so you like my Wolverine photo. Shut the fuck up, David. Yeah, put that up there. <laughs> what does that say about him? See, it also is interesting to see which photos they liked. Mm. Do they like the shirtless photos? Do they like, do they like the butt naked photos? Or do they like the ones where I'm like in a suit? You know, do they like the ones where I'm out social? Mm-hmm. You get six pictures, mm-hmm. and each one represents a different flavor of me. So it's like you got me when I'm, out, I'm the best man at my but friend's like, wedding. But do you mention that like ninety percent of the time you're like in your underwear and a tank top, <laughs> thinking about being Joe Rogan? Bitch, I never wear tank tops. What do you think? <laughs> just wearing wife beaters. You think I just? You think I just fucking show up wear fucking tank tops oh, everywhere I go? Oh shit! <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Live in pod. Applause! Applause! We got live Audience. in pod. We got live in pod. David with none other than the Hamtramck Avengers tank top. Everyone go crazy! Hell yes! Look at that! How does that feel? Feels really light. You know how getting, many Hamtramck Avengers logo you have on you? I was Can getting you a little. Count sw- that? I, it's, it's I can't even count. <laughs> you it's got infinite. You got at least two hundred Hamtramck Avengers logo on your body right now. This I, is amazing. I was getting a little sweaty talking about this, so I just it's good time to just bust out this moisture wicking shirt. Yeah. So which which level of Patreon subscribers can get a uh, Scott Cast merch item with their Patreon subscription again? This this kind of subscription where you get to look like this motherfucker. <laughs> that is only five bucks a month. Well, shit. Less than Netflix by half. Less than Hulu. Less than Amazon Prime. 
We are, we're not going to ship things to you for. I two mean, days. for the value, the how many episodes you get, the value, and it's just always going to be potting into the future forever. So yeah, and it basically shows us that you actually care about the podcast, and if you don't do this, then you're pretty much scum. <laughs> okay. So there so, we go. so if I wore this shirt on my dating profile, I'd get. I mean, we wouldn't even be able to cast right now because I'd be getting so many notifications, so many people liking me. I'd cast that web. Yeah, you cast the <laughs> shit out of that web. Thank you, Spider Man. Spider Man was on Tinder. He'd cast that web. Exactly. And like David, like with the way that dating is nowadays, so vapid and just about appearances. Just have your entire profile be about Scott Cast, and we could get listeners like like so quickly, and they'll all be women who will all make their eventual boyfriends who are not you uh, listen to us, and then they will spread. It'll be great. I feel I'm like your, I'm not your man whore. <laughs> you need a whore for us. It's just me wearing like skimpy clothing with Scott Cast on it. Yeah, you got all the bikinis. I on. got a little sock on my dick. <laughs> a little little. Uh, what do you call um, this little sleeve? <laughs> Purchase it now. Purchase your sleeve now. Little Scott Cast sleeve. Scott Cast sleeves. It's breathable. It's moisture wicking. It's uh, it's expandable. For the pick. Um, they're all double XLs, so that way you don't have to feel bad about yourself. Throw in a bratwurst if if you feel like you can't fill it out. There's a bratwurst on my shirt because it's the Hamtramck Avenger. That's right. It's got <laughs> it's got like a fork and it's We've going really into a sausage. Of everything. Yeah, based on the the Kowalski. Time. Okay, so that was a great little ad break. Everyone loved that shit. Yeah, you know. But we got to get to the next part, and I know the Scott Castigators are really annoyed about this ad break because the next part is we are figuring out the deep dark depths of Ian Dixon himself. Mm. That's right. We what are my find needs, out. my flaws. Like I don't know if you have one, man. <laughs> His flaws, he has no flaws. We like, what, which one's the? He flaw said there was that, a noble one. I guess maybe maybe the need to be perfect because because mm. you are perfect. It's no. like you no, need to be no, perfect, no, no, but no. you are perfect. No, 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 no. He's just so successful at being perfect that it doesn't look like he's being perfect. Like the flaws that he presents, he presents so that people don't think he's perfect. But it's really a perfect execution of flaws in the exact right areas. I just think there's other numbers that. Are closer to Ian. Okay. Well, let's go through them. The need to be perfect. The need to be needed. Ooh, maybe, maybe need to be needed because mm-hmm. you're a doting husband and you're a doting co-host. It says, okay, so there's there's sub <laughs> sub descriptions. Which one are you reading from right now? Because the, the second one gives you like an expanded. Oh, give me the expand. You're the expanded okay. man. Do you say type? You you give the short version of each one. I'll give the long version. Um, let's skip perfect because we've already That's decided to striving that. for principled excellence as a moral duty. No, no, you're not moral about but, this. Well, you have he has morals. You just have morals. Okay, let's. That's for sure. We know that for but, sure. But not necessarily dogmatic. Morals. But how do you use that in a flawed way? The need to be needed. There was like I don't think this site shows it very well, but like there was something else that I was looking at. It was where it was like showing each one has the, the flaws have downsides to them. Like someone who I mean, we could just wants imagine to be special is right? is good, but then they they have the feel like I don't know. There's like negatives to it too. Well, there's pros and cons to every yeah like characteristic. We'll just right? ask Ian for the cons, except for about him. We'll just we'll just make up cons, and they'll be wildly exaggerated. Like there's one on here that I thought there was <laughs> type eight says the need to be against. This other one I was looking at, it said like that was the bossy 
the, you, the boss or challenger, they called it. So I saw a completely different interpretation of it. Because mm. the way that you phrase it is important. Mm-hmm. If you're like okay. being boss, you'd like to be the boss, you'd like to be in charge or whatever and challenge others on things. That's really a very different should... interpretation than the need to just be against things. Like, True. Right, that's what they Do you really think that's all that different than being against things? Well, you just, I, it just seems more vague when you say this the need to be against. You're like, what does that mean exactly? Whereas some of these other ones are more. I think it was a YouTube video I watched on it. You really went deep into enneagrams for this. No, I, so I, I wanted to read the article. Like there's one about need for knowledge too, and those are kind of like the need to perceive, the need to understand. Those can coincide because you question things you, that you may perceive that as being against. Well, that's things, all but, one thing: perceive and understand. Yeah. So, okay, like, so. do you think that's your flaw is that you need to perceive and understand? I mean, that's like the I noble mean, I, flaw to pick. I aim for that, but that's, I don't. I, not you aim for that I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of shit I don't know about. I don't know. <laughs> What's type five? It says a need for oh yeah, need to perceive. That's the one. So that's uh, type five strives for decisive clarity through thoughtful conclusions. You do you do wait I, as long as possible I before you respond for that. Yes. So if like. I would say but, actually that might be your flaw is that you wait so long to do that. <laughs> like it's your flaw and it's useful for podcasting a hundred percent because I delete silences. Mm-hmm. David. Yes. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> you, I so, mean, some people's things have, so they it's have a that. pro here, but it might be a flaw in general where like, like, like you don't take action until you fully understand something. And we all know that's a flaw in life. You can't ever fully understand anything. True. So like you're probably constantly waiting to get all the information you need before you make a decision. And then by the time you need to make the decision, the rules have changed. The game's different. There's different goals now. And now you're back to waiting and perceiving. And like you're going to spend your whole life just Mm -hmm. perceiving it go by. I don't think that's affected me in that way, probably because of the roles that I've taken on. I, I, I work with the information I have at the time that I have it. And as that information changes, I have changed my approach. That's a stoic approach to it. Is Stoicism. Is yeah. I thought you sounded like one of the I wouldn't, Stoics. I wouldn't say it stops me from making decisions is what I guess I'm getting at. So, okay, so your flaw, you fight against your flaw by being like you have a cutoff point for consideration. <laughs> like you're like, I, well, I'm i going to buy a house, but like only if I have this much by this time. Yeah, like I, I take the information I have at the time and like, well... Um, I don't know for sure that this is what's going on. That's a hypothesis. Maybe with the information I have, this is what I can do right now. You're like an octopus trying to fit into a coral reef. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay. Spineless. Okay. I would. I would. I would totally put down Ian Dixon for a perceived understand flaw, but I believe Mm -hmm. he came from roots of rebelliousness. What's the rebellious? I one? can't deny that. Yeah, because like he went to a Christian school and yeah. he were the atheist. Like yeah. that's that's rebelliousness to the T. Which one is rebellious? <laughs> like that's if I, that's like if me and me and you were Lake Orion fans in Clarkston. <laughs> well, I mean, I was a dragon Go when dragon. I was in elementary school, <laughs> and go. then when you get, you ever notice that? When you're in Clarkston Elementary, you're a dragon, yeah. and then you go in middle school, you're I didn't a Wolverine. Notice that I don't know the Think other about this. elementary school. You don't ever like. Well, maybe it's because you're not around town Clarkson, but I was taking my one of my clients for a walk the other day. Uh, it was actually a couple weeks ago. I had this thought, and I was going past Clarkson Elementary School, which she lives right next to, and they have a dragon as your thing. And I was a dragon because I went to Clarkson Elementary for like the last half of my elementary school years. And then when you get to middle school, you're a Wolverine, and when you get to uh, 
high school, you're a wolf. There are the Clarkston Wolves, and it's versus the Lake Orion Dragons, which is our mm-hmm. rival. But you're a dragon when you start out in elementary school. So I'm like, that's the opposite rival school, and that's their mascot. So why do you have the kids identify as a dragon? Maybe that's my trauma. Uh, <laughs> identify as a dragon. Because dra- I think dragons are awesome. I love dragons. It's yeah. like my favorite mythical creature. And uh, that and phoenixes. Ooh, like, love that stuff. I think those are also the two mythical creatures, right? There's because more than two mythical I mean, there's, creatures. There's, there's a hundred a of them. Besides yeah. like, like trolls and minotaurs, like whose favorite mythical creature is the minotaur? You minotaurs are awesome. Yeah, but whose favorite is the minotaur? There's no one's favorite of- is the minotaur besides like Jorge Borges. <laughs> I, I, there's, I mean, not that people know about, like, I mean, if you're talking about like mythical creatures, or like talk about all the Harry Potter esque creatures, I mean, like, oh, you mean like Fox like, the Phoenix, like werewolves and shit. <laughs> that, that could be a mythical creature, you know? It's like people like yeah. werewolves. Yeah. No one likes werewolves. Yeah, werewolves are cool. No one likes werewolves. I mean, I, don't want, I wouldn't want to like be one or like uh, meet one, but. <laughs> They're, people they like have the good qualities to them. They like vampires for some reason. Not I shiny think it's because of the pale skin. So the shiny is weird because it's like it brings off like this uh, aura of clamminess. So, anyways, we're okay. So, we are we are we settled that Ian's blessed flaw is his need for understanding, but he came from a root of a need for rebelliousness. So, this where, where, no, my question was, where's the rebellion? Which type are you saying he is with the rebellious? Because I'm saying he's type, the type second to last. You're talking about type eight is to be against. Yeah. To be against is to be a rebellious. It says impassioned intensity for unfettered autonomy, which doesn't sound like Ian. Yeah, that sounds like Ian. No, because oh, well, oh no. Well, well like uh, when you're when you were in the Christian. Oh no, realm, yeah. When you were, were you yeah. in the school, and like that's all you wanted was this autonomy for thought. Yeah. Yeah, you no, know? that's accurate. Sorry. You were reading thinking. Russian writers because like that was the most difficult writer you could think of. <laughs> and that gave you the most instant access to inst- to autonomous thought, I feel like. You know, you were reading uh I- that wasn't, uh, that wasn't how I well, no, no one decided to get there, but yeah. No sure. one does it on purpose. That's the point of the blessed flaw. I would agree with uh, that he's minor at that. Yeah. I think those I, th- I was thinking those two went a lot of hand in hand, and like that questioning and being against was in search of okay. understanding. You were being against because you were in the system that had okay. like some no of these things respect. don't make sense, and I don't see it that way. And what, what could the truth be? And yeah. They're about telling you the in? truth, and you wanted to see the truth. Yeah, precisely. For some reason, when I saw the word autonomy, I thought of authority, and that's why mm-hmm. I was like, "That's why I was like, he's not the, number eight. Because I was still thinking of that other thing I watched, where it said number eight was the boss or mm-hmm. challenger thing, and number eight. So I was thinking that's very authoritarian. Yeah, and like that's not. So me. that's why I had in my head. So I agree with the autonomy thing, though. Yeah, he wants to be autonomous. I could see Ian Dixon. Like, like, like if he was a car, he'd probably be a Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be self-driving already, buddy. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should do Elon Musk on this thing too. We should figure out what his personality type okay, is. Okay, we'll do that. Bef- yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Elon- as a bonus? Oh, his his need is mine and Ian's combined, being special and unique, and uh, perceiving and understanding. Like he wants he to know how to do. He does. He's an engineer, but the most satisfying ego move for himself. <laughs> Which one would we be? Uh, yeah, I agree with that one. Let's see, type. So type, we're now talking four. about David. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't weigh into this, David. You do realize you can't weigh into your own judgment. I mean, I can either we're the I ones can either accept you. or reject what you say. No, you yeah. can't reject it. I yeah. mean, maybe in your heart you can, but like on pod, no, what we say goes. That's the point of this, <laughs> right? I'm just trying to see. If, okay, we'll do Elon Musk at the end. Okay. 
Oh no, we already did it. That well, was no, what's really his easy. minor? What's his minor one though? Everybody obviously wants to be special, but it's, his major is special. His minor is understanding. <laughs> Probably get sued for that by Elon. Watch out, he likes to sue people. Hey, I won't. I won't let that happen. So all of a sudden, Scott Cass has an LLC. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So David, we're talking about your flaws now. Well, I think the people who made this say that if you identify with these, you know how to scale back whatever it is. So I think the idea behind well, this thing the, is that, that... That's what I hate about this, though, is that it's all about shame. It's all about like, okay, identify what yes. makes you you, and then Kill pull it. it back as far as possible. Pull back the reins. <laughs> well, if you, if you do know, if you're self-aware, self-awareness is a good thing. Yeah. And most people just never are mindful about how they are, so... If they never even know that, you never think about, well, I'm kind of this way. Well, it's a little hard to be self-aware when that involves canceling your order for cardboard cutouts of yourself. What? <laughs> I have to cancel that. <laughs> you have cardboard <laughs> cutouts of yourself? <laughs> I have about a lot of 25 coming in. I was going to put them around town. What kind of? Oh, okay. I need to be special and unique. Because I'm the only. I want to see what happens to these little cutouts of you <laughs> in the, the wild as they get desecrated, <laughs> right, as they get they, vandalized. Get Why do they all have glory holes? Dick strong on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, please, free hands out. And they're like, yeah, I'll give you a handout, all right? Okay, okay somebody David. takes a shit in your hands. Yeah, I know, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Back to the refill. Then you could do That's... like hashtag like vandalize Scott or something like that, or hashtag. hashtag uh, Cardboard, I don't know, shutout or something. Uh. <laughs> we'll try. But let's talk about your flaws, David. Okay. <laughs> now that we're, we've hammered mine on <laughs> yeah. into the dirt. My only flaw is I'm out of drink. You know, if I had to pick one, I would pick I would pick pain-free for you, David. Are you serious? Yeah. I would pick what is pain-free. The, what is the further thing on that, pain-free? Because I think I, I actually strive towards uncomfort, being uncomfortable. That's because you're so afraid of being unprepared for being uncomfortable that you soak yourself in discomfort so that if something may arise, you can bear through it. I feel like mm. your main thing is pain. I would disagree with that. Um, <laughs> of course you what's, would. What's the expanded? I would disagree with being... Strives for imaginative <laughs> freedom for inspirational independence. Type 7, strives for imaginative freedom for inspirational independence. That doesn't sound like it matches, though. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Well, I, I was just thinking that because, like, you're all into the fitness. You're all into, like, the building your body. And, yeah. like, that's all about resilience, right? And, like, the only reason you would build up your resilience to such a high stature is if you were afraid of what would happen if you weren't resilient, which would be pain. I'm not afraid of pain. Are you sure? Or the need to avoid pain? It doesn't sound like it. Like it sounds like you're doing everything you can to avoid greater pain. Like you're doing it on the promise of like when you grow old and decrepit, you will have a body. That oh you can well, rely that on. can yeah. I'm avoiding chronic pain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more just like I want to be the best version of myself possible. Isn't that another trait on there? <laughs> Is there a trait about being as I'm, awesome I'm, I'm as possible? I'm really big. In, <laughs> I'm really. I just want to. I want to be the best version of David possible. I think he's a four, but in a different way than you're a four. Okay. I think four is kind of like so four. Everybody wants to be people. special. But. Type four strives for the discovery of identity for faithful authenticity. I think that that does make sense in in terms of Sneaky D. That uh, Sneaky D. He maybe he's he's an authentic person. He like he knows his strengths and his weaknesses, and he's pretty forthright about that. And he even in seeking a, a partner like can see uh, qualities that he 
that he enjoys in, in those people, but like, hey, oh, these things are going to make this not work out. So he's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's self-aware. He's, he knows what he's about and what's going to work and what's not. Okay. I think everybody on here has elements of type four because like, well, okay. We're all I don't know. special. We're all, spe- we're all special. <laughs> just not, we're all special people, but I don't think Ian feels like he has a need to be special though. Like he has, yeah. like, it's like if he has some special qualities to him, he'll embrace them, but it's not like he's trying to go out of his way to be special, but he's also not trying to go with the grain on everything just because he could. So it's like he has, a, has that against thing we talked about. Okay, to put myself under the bus to prove a point. Okay. Like, oh, I'll appreciate I have I, this I like need, that. like, you guys are encroaching on my need. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of need? You need to, to be the most special, huh? I need to be the most special, <laughs> the most unique. I need to be the most of this stuff. I need, like, for me, it's like, I'm constantly like digging into the dirt of myself and my soul to create something special, put it out there, put my name on it. And like, maybe you need to be needed. You need to be recognized. Maybe it's more about the I think needed. he's got a little two that's type two. Yeah. Okay. The minor um, type two. Okay. They need are. to be needed. Lavish love through self sacrifice. Oh, oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> got to forget the whole Christian spin on this. So you can't. What does that mean? Like, so I don't self sacrifice. So I'm definitely not. <laughs> I guess it depends. So it depends. When you're in a relationship, like every relationship I've been in, I've always feel like I'm giving way more than the other person is. Like I'm always self-sacrificing and stuff like that. I think that being in a long-term relationship requires sacrifice. It's like a necessity. If you don't, it won't work. Mm-hmm. Either that or it's like you're not in a good relationship. It's a one-sided thing. I used to feel like I needed to prove that I was needed in a relationship so that the relationship would continue. It was just about the relationship continuing. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the, got to the point where I was just like, this is a useless thing to prove. It should be self-evident. And I gave that up wholesale. Sabelle will tell you that I gave this up wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really need Sabelle on here to help us yeah, figure she would, out our she personalities. She would have great insight into yeah. my flaw. He's like, definitely play, not even trying. <laughs> yeah, this guy's definitely not trying. <laughs> uh, so wait, I'm, I'm confused. Um, what, when did you, I'm, I'm confused. Which one am I? Oh, which one is David? Uh, like you just said special and unique, and I felt like that's a oh. cop-out because like I really do that in spades compared to you two. Yeah. I mean, it, it, his his explanations are different. Like, he, he's got, like, well, yeah, kind of the Of course he's going to throw the mud in your eyes. He's got the lighter twist on his, like, what is this about? And you're, like, all about flaws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, in looking at, like, how, did, how could this thing benefit a person, that yeah. seemed like the one that most made sense for him. Let me give you a rundown of yeah. what I think. Okay. Okay. Let's let me hear what you think about so we can you. Do, I think process of elimination <laughs> helps in these scenarios, so you can just say what two yeah. or three there are. So sure. need to be perfect. I don't care about being perfect. I just want to be because I actually I don't like perfection. I think it's boring. So I would hate to be perfect. Actually, um, the need to be needed. Yeah, I think I would identify with that one because I do like feel needed. Um, I I feel like I like to be the strong supporting role mm-hmm. for someone. Mm-hmm. I like that. I feel good. Well, I don't want to be in the adverse role, and isn't that what all motivation is? Is just running away from the pain that Adversity? you don't want to feel. I'd kind of agree with two. Um, I like four. What you said, three was the need to succeed. I want to be successful. I think that's subjective. Success is all based off of yeah, what the, you the define. Need to succeed in this realm is a lot like curated um, successes. I kind of, I want to be successful. It's curated I guess, success but. because it's about social approval of your successes. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, I don't think you have that social approval. Yeah, factor. but it's like, I, I know intrinsically what my success is. So that's the thing is like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like, see, I know Those if I make- people don't have that intrinsic value of their success. See, a lot of people like need likes and stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could give two shits about that, but yeah. I want my stuff to be good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I know it's good when I put it out. And it's like, so I know when other people are putting out stuff, they, they might know. And like, that's true. It's put- One Life to Lift podcast spelled with the numbers and then and the letters. Uh, is a good podcast for you to listen to if you're interested in fitness. Okay, there's the plug. Go on. Yeah, thank you. OnLifeToLift.com, what's up? Um, So I think that though, like when I'm watching, say I'm watching a YouTuber though, for example, it's like I can tell when they're making ones that they're really, they really want to do that episode versus like, I got to do one episode per week. And it's like, I, I get that why they do that there. That's their, their job or whatever. Right. But you know, it's like, I know they, they probably know too, wh- whether that was a good episode or not. Mm-hmm. And they, they, but then they get they muddled with how many likes did I get? What's the ad revenue? Was this popular or whatever? It's like, was, was it a good episode though? Were you successful? Were you like, I don't know. It just depends on how you define your success. So I definitely won't, wouldn't, I like to have approval, but only from the people that matters. So like me, yeah. I'm probably the number one thing. If I'm the biggest judge of myself, mm-hmm. And then if I have my significant other, maybe they would probably be a big influence. And then if my friends and family thought it was good. And then it's like after that, it's like, okay, well, if people are going to like it, they're going to like it. But it doesn't matter what audience I have. So I don't think, I don't, I don't have a need to be sure or certain because that's type six. It says steady con- con- constancy from consistency. I mean, she just said consistency. And confident loyalty. It's like, I ain't loyal. I'll just, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, except all hail Scott Cast. Or Scott Cast right. But it's like, I think loyalty is um, a trap you can fall into a lot of times. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's you a, need That's to, a really interesting, like, little psychological nugget that we're just glancing over, but let's go on. That might be the flaw that could, yeah. could be a deal breaker for okay, a relationship. So what, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not talking about loyalty like that because like infidelity, that, yeah. that should be implied. I feel, I so feel like that's, of, I think that's morality. I think that okay. if oh, you yeah. have established that you're in a monogamous relationship, for example, it shouldn't be a question of whether or not you're loyal or not to the person. Mm. Like if you, you, are you really being like, just if you, like, okay, give me an example. Give example. Like you're loyal to your person. So you uh, are very supportive of them, even when it could be detrimental to them. And it's mm. like, so you're always loyal to them and you can't like be against them because you're so loyal to them when you're not willing to push them or something like that. I feel like just blind loyalty is not a good well, trait. If it's, yeah, if it's, if you're, if you have a person's best interest at heart, then loyalty involves honesty and confronting when they're fucking up. <laughs> like, say you're loyal to the lions. Okay. It's yeah. like, are you going to be blindly loyal like, to them just because oh, you're, you're born in the same geographic region? What are you talking region? about? They kicked yeah. Oakland's ass. <laughs> so it's like, if I was just blindly loyal to the Lions, I would say that, like, you know, I don't know. It'd just be, a, I'd be best typical, team ever. typical sports fan. But it's like, no, it's like they need to earn my respect and yeah. stuff like that. And I need to tell them when they're not doing things right rather than just be like, I don't know, just tribalism. Right. So agreed. I think loyalty is a, a good thing, but like a lot of people who are loyal are also just like followers of people. So like if you're loyal to an institution or an organization and they do something really stupid, but you can't detach yourself in that moment to see mm-hmm. that they messed up, then you're blind to, you're blindly loyal to them. Say you work at like, uh, let's say you work at uh, Facebook or Instagram or you work at, um, 
you work for the Catholic Church. Doesn't matter what it is. You I work love the, for like, the selection of jobs you've picked. I know. Let's say I'm, I'm trying to get a wide <laughs> spectrum Tesla. here. Tesla. Okay? You say you we know. work at Tesla. Yeah. Say we work at Tesla. Okay. Okay. And that you put line. your you bleed your heart and soul into it or whatever, and people are talking shit about it. It's okay to be loyal and say like. I, well, what I do is I'm really trying to do it this way. I can't say that our CEO is just going to do whatever. It's like you shouldn't just be blindly loyal to them, especially if like they're you don't agree with their practices or their right. decisions or something like that. You know, you got to be able to still be like, you know, like brand loyalty is a huge thing. That's why people they say, well, you know, I've been drinking Coca Cola for a million years. I'm not going to try anything by Pepsi. Sorry. And that's when it becomes very important for you to muddle your advertising so that you're drinking a Pepsi product, but you don't realize it because it's rebranded as something different, mm-hmm. like Aquafina versus Dasani or mm-hmm. something like that. You Ooh. don't even realize you're not being loyal and you're not supporting your company. I'm pretty sure this all was a great point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think all these blessed flaws can go horribly wrong or they can be used in moderation and balance with the other things to help us be like well-rounded people because i'm gonna look up these, yeah i'm gonna look Cause up like yeah because like my need to be special my need to be unique it's, which is like i feel like the most certain flaw we've landed on tonight <laughs> <laughs> it all it does is generate platforms for my friends you know and what was david again <laughs> being needed oh okay i need you david <laughs> it's nice to meet it. Otherwise, this would just be the Scott and Ian cast. It would be egotistical if I were to call it. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. If so you guys I need said you that, to fill in for 20 percent of podcasts. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I was like, let me know when you need me for the podcast because it's like it's true. Because like when Ian can't make it, it's like you yeah, know, it is a hundred percent true that mm-hmm. like if if I'm like I need to pod, Ian can't do it this week, and I text David, he will find a way. To be on pod with me. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it's not he like will, you live- he will find a way, whether it be remote with Drew, whether it be coming down here in snow and sleet. Right. Like, 40 minute drive down the worst interstate in America. <laughs> like, you will be here. Sure. And, like, maybe that is a flaw that you feel like you need to be needed. But let me tell you, like, it's working out for you. It works out for me. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, I wouldn't do it for anybody Everyone but you, Scott, because you're so special. <laughs> it's because I'm special. I would I wouldn't do it if you weren't special. I understand. But you know, I mean, if there another special person came along, that <laughs> oh, special someone. That's why I don't like you being on dating sites, actually. Because like when you got <laughs> Scott's to sabotaging me. The last time you had <laughs> dates, like you weren't on Scottcast for a long time. Right. Well, it's hard to split my time. It's like, you know. Trying to, you have to pick just like something. I mean, just like last night, Scott uh, uh, women, like my brother. <laughs> um, like I obviously work hella bitches, right? Hella bitches. <laughs> I guess I understand the dichotomy now. <laughs> like, like you know, like this week it was like um, I worked all week, and then it was like I don't know. I, I had a little break on Saturday, but then my brother needed me for that job at that at the wedding or whatever. It's like mm. I don't need the money. I just want to help him out. There you go. So, and it's like I don't need to lose out on sleep either <laughs> by working from one to four a.m. It's at this mm-hmm. random country club, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. you know this this podcast probably explains Scottcast more than any other Scottcast. I think it's good, and we've had podcasts called "What Is Scottcast." That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And this one's probably going to be called something like David's Needy as Fuck or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just make sure that you put like F. 
AF. AF. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, I don't want to get. You past know, it. you got to get past the yeah, sensors. Put that on your thing is um, explicit. Yeah. No. We. Well, I mean, that was a good like personality test segment for the triumvirate. Yeah. Like whenever the triumvirate gets together, I feel like doing the personality test kind of situation is good. You know, what Definitely. I think would be better if we did a Facebook quiz. Then we right. would know. Then everything. Then everyone would know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how they suck people in. That was the Cambridge thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're back. You know, like everyone loves it. And. Recently, um, November the 2nd, we released the first Ian's Cult Kitchen, the Street Trash episode. Yes. It's the first episode of Ian's Cult Kitchen. It's the pilot episode. Like a lot of the things personally that I don't like about it, I'm just going to throw out immediately. I don't like the way I captured the sound. Like anything would have been better than what we did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you live and you learn. You know, you live and you learn. But I loved like how it turned out. Like the things that I thought were funniest about it personally while editing it were the fact that all the laugh lines I had while editing it were sh- were things we didn't really script. Mm-hmm. It was just Ian being Ian. Like you being like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, yeah, that's the shit. The same as Scott Cass cult kitchen. It's Ian's cult kitchen. It is kitchen. Ian's cult kitchen. So it's like you got to preserve the Ian yeah. in how Ian presents things. Going on from now, like it's only going to get better. We have an idea of the formula of the show, what we want to do. It's it's all about showcasing B movies, mm-hmm. and it's also showcasing like our creativity inspired from the B movies, like giving validation to these B movies as like what they're about. Ian's Cold Kitchen episode one is very protean in this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it really succeeded in much of the moral regards to what we were saying, but yeah, well, it yeah. did honor street trash. It was uh, very much a pilot. Yes, it was very much a pilot. It was an, an experiment in in this direction that we're going. Yeah, you're pleasantly surprised with how it went. You, you thought it was going to yeah. be worse, and it was better than it was. We made That's true. something out of nothing. Which is which is encouraging, I think. I wouldn't call it nothing. Like you, you call it nothing. I don't call it nothing. I feel like the day of filming was really fun. Early October, so it was like, you know, Halloween spirit was just like the timing was superb because it was right on Halloween when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, it was like right. Everybody by was Halloween. in the, everybody was in the mood. June would have made no sense. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but terrible. So we went on the town. We like went all around Hamtramck getting the supplies for stuff. Like we went to Steve's liquor store, infamous Steve's liquor store, source of the Jerry Maguires, all sorts of things. I almost we died went there. there. You almost died there. <laughs> I almost got taken out by some drug addict on top of a <laughs> top of a car screaming by. <laughs> that was some fucked up shit. That's the I Christmas mean, episode. I was just like tuning in. This is one of those things where you just go by and you're like. Okay, did anybody else see that? Like, no, no, I'm the only person around, so I wish there were gonna be like another person there to be like, wow, that was crazy, huh? So what did we learn today, boys? Always be a conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be on the right side of history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't get to the bullet points. That's uh, right. Embrace our blessed flaws, I guess. And uh, did we embrace our blessed flaws? Yeah. They made us we who became, we are in the context self-aware. of our pod. And in the context of how we live our lives. I mean, I've taken a lot of time to really come to understand that like, I'm doing Cast because I'm a narcissistic person who needs to be special. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting in this episode that we Ian's actual random story that he brought up was 
related to the personality stuff because in a way, in a way it was like he felt like he needed to be very introspective about that specific specific scenario mm-hmm. where he felt like his ego needed to be checked. Which and then we talked about personalities after that. So I thought it was interesting that you could use a take it or leave it approach with a lot of these personality type things to be introspective, but not necessarily like being a slave to the test and saying, this is the approach. Yes. But I think that the ego aspect was not at all brought up in the this personality thing that we use. The well, that's because if we figures. brought that up, like it would just be a Scott cast all about Scott and we all know <laughs> what happens when that happens. No, I just mean like the, there's different <laughs> ways of looking at it and I, I don't know, I don't, as far as I know, I mean, besides Freudian stuff, I don't really know a lot of, I mean, psychologists that, they don't they don't quantify it in such a way. They don't they don't say take this test and this is your personality. Mm-hmm. But they have different ways of describing the same behaviors for different theories. So they have different theories about to this is the behavioral model, the trans theoretical you know behavior model, and this is the other model, and this is the other model. What are you doing? I'm just looking at the way that that Hamtramck Avengers tap <laughs> is printed on you. Well, I mean, this it's is like, the model like of a, the Hamtramck Avengers it's model. Wonderful! It's great. I'm glad. Yeah. We learned that when you don the Hamtramck Avengers logo, people cannot help but just <laughs> mesmerized. Yeah, I'm like be mesmerized by your body. Just mm. looking at Dave. <laughs> I mean, I should put my shirt back on. If that, if that, <laughs> you might the, need to. Yeah. I don't mind. Where are we? That's why I wear the shirt. What, what did you learn, Scott? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that 200 DPI is just enough for a Hamtramck Avengers tank top. <laughs> you don't need 300? Not the standard? I mean, like, you know, I learned a lot of stuff. Like, I learned, you know, I learned to accept my role. I think that just talking about personalities and stuff just helps people to... It breaks know. the ice of being like, okay, this is how we are. And like this is the narrative we're going to create around this. Like, does it matter that the person who created this test is like this is how it should be presented? Like, no, it doesn't. It matters that like we as a unit are like I'm like this, you're like this, you're like this. Okay, I kind of understand each other more. Yeah, you know, because I bet like in a lot of situations, a lot of us are a different version of those things. Like, if like we were like stuck in a and different that's situation, that's how that stuff works. Is that there's yeah. some part of it that you relate to. That's why like. Yeah. Anything is art. Bless that. That's also the beauty of Scott You need a shirt that says anything is art. <laughs> anything Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's if what we learned today. Anything is art. And then like a little mustache like right on the waistline. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That's that's the Ian Dixon t-shirt right there. Okay. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our banter, please leave a review on iTunes and all the like. Give us five stars. We've never asked for that. I know. I was surprised. It's a little surprising, but I'm like, oh yeah, we should probably do that. I thought this was fun. This was entertaining. If 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 we, you're a friend of me, you, you should you have might a, think this is fun too. You should have Scott Cast personality quiz. We should. We'll <laughs> make our, our own. We're gonna make our own. Hell yeah, are you a David. Are you a Scott? I mean, since they're all stupid anyways, let's, let's <laughs> throw our shit into the mix. Let's do it. Why not? We'll make a book about it later. Yeah, we'll make it. <laughs> so it'll be a picture book. Share it on social media if you liked it. <laughs> Subscribe on Patreon if you really liked it. That's the scottcast.com forward slash Patreon. And from the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid thee adieu. See you, See you later, later Scottcastigators. Scott That's right. There's a little. I swear there was more to the ending, though. You guys did that last episode, but I, I swear there's more. I might have missed a word. You, you bid them adieu. 
You say, see, oh, you forgot the glory be to Scottcast. All hail Scottcast. Glory. It's still going. Say it. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. There we go. Now it's complete. There we go. You thought you nailed it last episode, but you did actually didn't. So that's good. I kind of pee so bad.